Hi there. Welcome to an online podcast brought to you today by breastfeedingyourbaby.com, a website designed to give you the information and tools you need to plan for the breastfeeding experience. If you're listening right now, there's a good chance that you are planning to be a mom in the near future or that someone close to you is pregnant and you will be a part of their support system. Congratulations. Regardless of who you are, your involvement in providing for the infant's nutrition is crucial. On our website, we outline some of the main benefits of breastfeeding. But how do we know that, the breast, that breastfeeding actually delivers on these promises and claims? In the next 10 minutes, you will hear a few of those benefits described in much more detail. We will consider some of the scientific studies and the, pathologic, and the physiological processes that can make these claims possible. The topics that we'll cover today are improved immune function for your baby, better response to solid foods, and a reduced risk of ovarian cancer for breastfeeding mothers. One of the biggest advantages that is claimed for breastfeeding is that it can improve your baby's immune function. Studies have looked at how this might happen and how long these effects really last. When a baby is born, their immune system is very limited. They have not been exposed to much, so they haven't built up many antibodies, which are things that can recognize and kill potentially infectious agents. Your early milk, called colostrum, is full of substances that are protective against infections, and studies suggest that breast milk might help the immune system develop. A study by Dr. Kelly Jackson out of West Virginia suggests that the longer you breastfeed, the lower your child's risk of developing an autoimmune disorder is. In addition to general immune effects, we've seen that breastfeeding has a large effect on the gastrointestinal system of your baby. When inside your womb, your baby is in a sterile environment. This means that when they are born, their intestines don't have the abundant microbial population that keeps you healthy. A good population of good bacteria in the intestines prevents the growth of bacteria that could be harmful. A study out of the University of Copenhagen shows that human milk supports the growth of lactic acid bacteria, which are good bacteria, and that these bacteria continue to be a part of your child's life up till the age of three. At this point, solid foods may have more influence, but more studies need to be done. Other studies have shown that breastfed babies have less doctor's appointments than formula-fed babies in their first year of life, and less diarrheal incidence. All of these studies support the fact that the best start for your baby's immune system will come from breast milk. One of the other claims that is made about breastfeeding is that it can increase a baby's acceptance of solid foods once they are introduced later in life. The theory is that if breastfed, the baby is exposed to a variety of flavors through the mother's milk depending on what she eats for the day. In contrast, a formula-fed baby is exposed only to the static flavor profile of the formula they drink. But how do we know that these flavors are actually transferred into the milk? Or that they would make the infant enjoy food more off or that they would make the infant enjoy the food more in the future? First, we'll talk about the physiology. Some of the contents of breast milk are manufactured in the actual breast tissue, so these all taste the same. It includes some of the fats and most of the proteins, but other materials like minerals, vitamins, and fats 
are taken from the mother's body itself. In addition to these nutritional components, other materials like chemicals, alcohol, and flavor molecules are transferred from the mother's body into the milk. These flavor molecules can be detected in an analysis of the maternal milk, so we know that they're there. It is commonly said that exposure to that exposure affects food preferences, and a study by Julia Manella suggests that having the flavor molecules in the breast milk might be enough to make your baby like the same types of foods later on. In her study, one group of lactating women drank a glass of carrot juice four times a week when breastfeeding their babies. The other group, the control group, drank a glass of water at the same time rather than drinking carrot juice. Later, when their babies were starting to be introduced to solid foods, researchers observed how their babies reacted. Babies whose, mo whose mothers had drank the carrot juice exhibited less negative facial expressions when trying carrots for the first time. This suggests that, depending on your diet, your baby might prefer the same foods that you frequently ate while you were breastfeeding. So maybe you should eat lots of salad and decrease the fights over vegetables in the future. The final topic we'll talk about on today's podcast is one of the claimed benefits for the mother. We have heard that breastfeeding can reduce a mother's risk of some types of cancer. But which types of cancer? And how much risk reduction are we talking about? Does it matter how long you breastfeed for? Well, this has been a well-monitored topic, and it is pretty easy to do because it can be done retrospectively. So if a patient comes with cancer, it is easy to ask her if she's breastfed in the past and the duration of the lactation. So many studies have been done. So many studies have been done that meta-analyses have also been done. A meta-analysis um, is a study that looks at all the other studies that have been done, summarizes them, and analyzes their results. A meta-analysis done by Gong and Wu reviewed all the studies done up to 2012 regarding the risk of ovarian cancer as it relates to breastfeeding. They found that women who had breastfed for any amount and any length of time were 24% less likely to be diagnosed with ovarian cancer in the future as compared to women who had never breastfed. In addition, the risk of ovarian cancer decreased an additional 8% for every five months that the mother was lactating. Why might this be? Science suggests that the risk reduction might be due to the unique hormone balance that is present in a mother's body while she is lactating. During pregnancy, estrogen and progesterone are particularly high, even higher than when a woman is not pregnant, which actually blocks the milk production. After the baby is delivered, these levels are replaced by very high prolactin and oxytocin levels, and these two hormones stimulate, stimulate lactation. The theory is that some, something about this hormone mix is protective for women in regard to reproductive cancers. So, we've talked a lot about, uh, about a lot of science today, and we've explored some of the support of the claims that are made by breastfeeding supporters. We talked about the child's immune system, affinity for new foods, and the mother's risk of ovarian cancer. Tune in next time for more topic and more science. Thanks to our listeners, and have a great afternoon.